0: Welcome to season two of the Infuse You podcast. My name is Teresa and I am your host. I'm excited to be back for another season. The goal of this podcast is to help women and young girls fill up their cups. Oftentimes, we are so focused on helping and supporting others that we forget to take care of ourselves too. My mission is to spread love and joy through movement, education, and motivation. Today, I will be taking you on my uterine fibroid journey. This will be part one of a four part series. Before we discuss my personal journey, I would like to share some facts that I discovered while researching uterine fibroids. First, the definition of a uterine fibroid is a common growth of the uterus. Some fibroids can be very tiny and some can be very large. Uterine fibroids are not cancer and they rarely turn into cancer, according to Mayo Clinic. Some interesting facts that I found during my research is that because of my ethnic background and eating habits, I was at a higher risk to get uterine fibroids. According to Mayo Clinic, there are a few known factors that put people at risk for uterine fibroids other than just being a person of reproductive age. These include race, number one all people of reproductive age who were born female can develop fibroids, but black people are more likely to have fibroids than other people of other races. Black people have fibroids at younger ages than do white people. And they also are likely to have more, more or larger fibroids along with worse symptoms than white people. I found that very interesting. I know that in our indigenous community, we are at higher risk for several other diseases, but I was not aware that fibroids was one of them. Number two, family history. If your mother or sister had fibroids, then you are also at greater risk for getting them. And then the other factors are starting your period before the age of 10. If you're obese, having low vitamin D, having a diet higher in red meat and lower in green vegetables, fruit and dairy, Drinking alcohol, including beer, all makes you at a higher risk for getting fibroids. So I share these risk factors so that if you fall into any of these categories, you can proactively discuss them with your physician. Had I known that I was at greater risk, I would have done more to have a more healthier lifestyle and make changes early on in my life. So not only am I black, but I'm also in the category of other factors having a diet higher in red meat, lower in green vegetables. I mean, I love vegetables, but I don't eat them as much as I should. And then drinking alcohol. So many of the illnesses that we are diagnosed with can be prevented or can have a minimal impact on our lives if we took better care of ourselves. So I just wanted to share those risk factors in case you are at risk or you know someone that's at risk that they can proactively seek out and talk to their physician about this. So, How did I find out that I had uterine fibroids? So this started six months ago. I went to my gynecologist for my annual well woman exam and my regular gynecologist wasn't available. So I saw one of his partners who was a female physician. And as we discussed my medical history, she started asking questions about changes in my mental cycle, any problems with intimacy or pain or any other symptoms that were not the norm for me. As I thought about her questions, I had to be honest with myself and her and tell her about my long and heavy cycles, always feeling drained, not really having energy to teach unless I was taking pre-workout supplements. Now, I think back on this visit and I wonder if it was the my regular male doctor that I saw had I disclosed this information to him. So I'm kind of glad that he wasn't available. Um, I felt more open talking to a woman doctor about these things, even though I've been seeing this doctor for all of my pregnancies. It was just something, the way that she asked me just sparked the conversation and I was more open to share this with her. Um, So just wanted to share that little bit of insight. Um, So I told her what was going on And back then, even going to my day-to-day job, which is being a senior administrative assistant, I began to feel like I was working out all day, just going to work and sitting on a computer and walking around the site. And I just couldn't figure out why. I thought it was because I wasn't eating as healthy as I should and I needed to work out more. The doctor was concerned. So the first thing that she did was have me to get blood work done. And my report came back showing that I had high levels of prolactin. Um, Prolactin levels often are, associated with a type of tumor in our pituitary gland known as as prolactinoma. I keep screwing that word up every time I say it. Um, So off she sent me to an endocrinologist who basically told me that, yes, my levels were high, but not high enough for me to have a tumor and that the changes in my hormones were what were causing the high levels of prolactin. Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Do you like to talk to people? Do you have something to share with the world? Well, if that is you, just like I was, I was so confused, didn't know where to start, what tools to use, what tools I needed, but I'm so excited to be partnering with Buzzsprouts. They helped me kickstart my podcast. They have all of the resources that you need, both in written form and also YouTube tutorials. And if you sign up for their paid plan, you will receive a $20 credit if you use the link in my profile bio, and you will also be helping to support the Infuse You podcast. So off I went back to my gynecologist. After an ultrasound, my gynecologist shared with me that I had three uterine fibroids and my options were to one, do nothing because they were not too big. Number two, go on birth control to help alleviate the long and painful periods. Or three, seek out other treatment options from a physician who specialized in uterine fibroids. But first, she wanted to complete a biopsy of my cervix, excuse me, a biopsy of my uterus to see if. I had cancer. So she instructed me to take two 200 milligram ibuprofen before my visit because it might be painful. I followed those instructions and after various attempts, the physician was unsuccessful. Given my prior history of three C-sections, my cervix had never been dilated. So it was very challenging for her to go in and obtain the tissue sample. So what happened next? I went to that special doctor that specializes in uterine fibroids. The next doctor I went to was definitely much more experienced from the introduction to the time she spent with me in the consultation. She explained that in order for the biopsy to be done, she would have to manually dilate my cervix and that two ibuprofen were not going to cut it for the discomfort that I would feel. Immediately, I cringed in the office because I hate being in pain. She prescribed me an oxycodone and told me to take two ibuprofen first and then 20 minutes later, follow it with the ibuprofen, or excuse me, with the oxycodone. She promised me that she would be able to get this biopsy done with no issues and she kept her promise and within five minutes, she was able to collect the tissue sample. But, but there's a but, but the after effect for me was not great. I don't do well with opioids, so when I got home, I was dizzy, nauseous, and I had to end up missing the next day of work. I was relieved to learn that I did not have cancer, thank God for that, but was disappointed to learn that I had five uterine fibroids, not three. My new doctor had requested her own ultrasound, which is where the other two fibroids were discovered. We are now three months in with still no definitive course of treatment. The doctor went out on vacation, so I was stuck waiting almost three more weeks to have another follow-up appointment. At this point, I was beyond frustrated and I just wanted what seemed like a nightmare to be over. My cycles were now heavier, longer than ever. The pain was excruciating all over my body from leg cramps to back pain, abdominal pain, headaches, and fatigue. I mean, when I tell you I was tired every single day, I was tired every single day. The doctor did prescribe me some medication prior to going on vacation that was supposed to help regulate me, but at this point it was not doing anything. So I'm sharing this journey with everyone that's listening because I want you to take action sooner rather than later. I go for my annual checkups with my gynecologist and with my primary doctor, but other than that, I don't like going to the doctor. But if something is bothering you, something is hurting, something seems off, even if it's nothing, even if it turns out to be nothing, please, please, please go to your doctor sooner than later. So that is part one. On next week, we are going to pick up where I left off today, and I'm going to take you through the next three months of this six-month fibroid journey. You have been listening to the Infuse You podcast I hope that something was said today that will help you along your life journey. Until next time, continue to do you, be you, infuse you, and be blessed.